Hello, my dear friends. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. So this uh, conversation is going to be the astrology of November. Uh, yeah, it's quite a packed month. We've got a lot of lot of lot of stuff going on. So um, we'll dive right in. So if, for those of you who are new to the channel, welcome, welcome, bienvenue, willkommen. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, just as way of introduction. I do Hellenistic astrology, which is also known as traditional astrology, and I blend it with the outer planets in in transits and things. So it's um, it's a blend of modern, ancient and modern, the very best of both. And uh, anyway, just to let you know too, before we get started, um, it looks like I'm I'll be doing another round of classes too, uh, astrology for beginners, and this is a great um, opportunity if you're new to astrology or just know a little bit, and maybe you're feeling intimidated and overwhelming by the complexity of it all. Because let's face it, it is. Um, but there's always hope. Um, uh, well, consider me your, your cosmic tour guide. <laughs> so um, I, I love to um, help people, beginners and people who are just learning this incredible sacred language. It has transformed my life and I have seen how it has transformed others, the knowledge of this. So if you're interested in going deeper in with your own chart and you just need that guiding hand to help you, we're going to be starting that up very soon. So just, um, you know, just shoot me an email, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com and, um, and just, you know, jump on. All right. So astrology for November. Yeah, we begin this November. Um, th this is actually going to start, you know, I've been doing mine starting on Sundays. So Sunday, October 30th, then we're going to be heading into the whole month of November. Um, so we start Sunday with the dun -dun 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 -dun. let's get a what do they call those things? The kazoo trumpet. Mars is finally going retrograde. We have talked about this for months and it is a huge transit. It's making aspects to outer planets and such. And it's certainly um, a big, big player in these eclipses as we've been, as we've been sharing. So that starts Sunday. And um, I go into that in great detail with others, Michael Bartlett. I talk about that too, with the Cassandra Tyndall interview and my own other, other places. So if you, if you've not seen them, go ahead and jump over to them for an in-depth analysis. But I will say that, you know, the more I think about it, you know, you always add on things, um, you know, what um, Mars retrograde, you know, and Mars is is uh, the planet of, you know, athletics and physicality and, you know, things of that nature and drive and ambition. And I'm thinking, you know, when it goes retrograde, we could see, um, and I've seen in history where there's been great, uh, like speed records set, you know, like fast, and it's also out of bounds. So we could find somebody breaking like the one minute mile and, you know, just uh, outrageous feats, physical feats and feats of courage too, when you think about Mars. Um, also with it being in Gemini, there could be uh, flight, athletics. Um, I'm thinking even on a really mystical level, when you think about Gemini being the ruling telepathy, you know, on the higher mind, on the, on the esoteric levels, Gemini is like, it's about tele telepathic mind. And I think about Gemini and air and physical feats. It's like, what if people started levitating? <laughs> you know, like, hey, if you've been taking your levitation lessons, you might find a breakthrough. Um, or just being the act of even symbolically being light, you know, but these powers, Siddhis powers is what they're called in the Vedic tradition. You know, these are, these are, uh, have been demonstrated for millennia with yogis and saints and things that, that these are the outrageous things that are available to us as human beings. Now, 
of course, we have to be in a certain mind for that. Um, and but it's just, you know, this idea of Mars retrograde and out of bounds in Gemini is going to break open our thinking wherever it has been limited to say, what? guess what? There are more things possible than you ever realized. So that could be a very exciting development, especially with out of box Mars. It's like out of box, out of bounds. It's it's Mars is not in its normal trajectory of of declination um, above and below the equator. It's going out of that. So it's saying, hey, you know what? We can solve problems in different ways and taking a different view of things. And you know, for instance, when you think about Mars' physical body, you know, seeing our body is capable of doing things we didn't realize we could do. So that that could be a very exciting. You know, yes, will it be chaotic? Yes, will people and yourself, you know, change your mind a million times and a million times over? Yes, you know, I mean, we're gonna have to deal with all that, but there are some good things here too. So just to keep you, and you know, buoyed up and um, you know, empowered by by that knowledge. Jupiter is now back into Pisces, 29 degrees of Pisces, conjunct the fixed star sheet. I've spoken about that too. And, you know, I have to say in terms of creativity, fantastic. If you've been any creative project that you were really on a roll with or wanted to start on a roll with back in the spring when it was in, in this degree, um, it's coming back. So between now, the next two months, we still got that juicy Piscean Jupiter, you know, in its home sign of Pisces. So um, use this window wisely. Um, we can come into our own truth. We can uh, see that we can feel um, complete optimism and hope and um, certainly need it right now. Right. Uh, with the world being as it is. Uh, I would say the ability to, um, you know, be there for others in a time of crisis, helping them discover their truth, huge for creativity, mercy, kindness, forgiveness. I would definitely use this window to like seriously amp up prayers with the Ukraine, you know, with what we're seeing there with Putin and, and all of these countries that um, and Iran, the women in Iran, you know, just uh, sending these are where our high wattage prayers, right? It's a great window for just really amping up that devotion. Um, Pisces is all about devotion, right? It's like, I call that the, the, uh, the, the, the sign of, you know, the bhakti yogi who's just purely devoted to the divine. So go for it. All right. Uh, this coming week, um, I'm going to just give you some um, of the uh, this coming week's transits, and then I'm just going to touch upon the re just major ones for the month of November. What I'm going to do is just keep this short and sweet and summarize the major transits, and then I'll go into more detail with uh, the, as we do weekly astro, we'll, we'll delve into it more deeply. But overall speaking, this is the month um, where, you know, I really see um, Venus is going through this underworld experience. And it's very loud right now, obviously, with the eclipse. We're about to have the lunar eclipse um, where the moon, right, is in the exaltation in Taurus, ruled by Venus. So there's a loud, loud signature around women and values and and reinventing ourselves and embodying change, not just talking about change, but being change, our intimacy, where we seek freedom in intimacy and relationships and sexuality. This is all really coming up loudly at this time. Um, our self-worth, 
um, all of these things. Um, but Venus is in the underworld, you know, when she's in, she's in exile in Scorpio. So there's a richness that's available when when Venus is in Scorpio that isn't available at any other time. This is definitely an initiation experience where it's like the divine feminine aspect of ourselves. Um, this the, the the part of ourselves that loves and wants to connect and um, and uplifts and celebrates life is going into this dark place and it's not obviously it's it's not you know she likes Taurus and Libra so it can be a little scary but just know that there is this re huge reprogramming going on now and it's a process you know just like pregnancy you know you go through stages and then you emerge. Well, she won't emerge till next month, but it's good to feel and see um, and meditate, you know, during this, especially in this really sacred, powerful eclipse window to really meditate and think about your values and who you love and what you love and what are you loyal to and who are you loyal to and what needs to be um, reprogrammed and what is needs to change that has seen its day and it's okay to let it go right um well i would say i would say too um with venus is uh you know it, it, she's going to kind of run a little gamut here and especially this week and into the eclipse so let me let me break that down for you a little bit more um from Thursday through Saturday, November fifth of, of this coming week, Venus is going to come in, is come is in comes into and perfects in an opposition to Uranus. From Thursday, it starts really getting close that opposition. So from Thursday to Saturday of next week, you'll really feel this this planet of love and harmony and relationships in opposition with Uranus. So it's like, yeah, we want agreement, we want peace and harmony, and the opposition with Venus is is a kind of a wake up call to say yes and it has to have new liberating values that are not status quo that you're not going to be a doormat you're going to you know on a personal level you're going to come up with innovative solutions and thinking and moving outside the box of what is normal you know venusian behavior like how are women supposed to behave how are they not um shaking loose you look at iran you know these women standing up and, and this is the planet revolution so standing up for ourselves and saying no this is not who women are you know this this repressed state and um really speaking up finding our voices and so that applies on, on that that's collective but you know personally we can use that um, as an invitation for ourselves of where have we been uh stuck and what needs to shift what needs to be let go of in order to feel and connect with ourselves and have deeply transformative experiences with loved ones, with our relationships or marriage or all of our loved ones, sisters and daughters and mothers, Venus, you know, divine mother covers it all. So that's the opposition. That's a, that's a major transit this month. Um, Monday, November 7th, then after she opposes Uranus, this is like this little, um, you know, like an, I don't want to say obstacle course, but it's this, these different phases, these different facets are going to be coming up of this deeply transformative process around ourselves and who and what we love. The square, Monday, November 7th, we have a square. Venus will square Saturn in Aquarius. So Taurus, Aquarius, square. Something's got to give. 
right? Venus meets up with the planet of accountability. It's, it's, it's like a little pressure to say, hey, let's be patient and wise as we transform. Let's remember the long-term. Let's be mature about this. Uh, let's take our time. Let healing occur over time. The healing that's going to occur is going to be long-lasting, or Saturn is, is calling us to have this be, this is a long-lasting thing, right? Saturn's not going to be in a, back in Aquarius for 30 years, right? So Saturn's in its domicile. It's been in its domicile for maybe five years when it leaves into Pisces next year. So this is definitely about getting our foundations right, that will last, that will be sustainable, and obviously healthy, healthy boundaries. I would say that would be um, calling for, for that as the Venus enters that square. Um, did I say Taurus? I meant to say earlier, we have Venus and Scorpio squaring Saturn Aquarius. Sorry, whoops. <laughs> anyway, yes, the square account causing accountability. Um, Tuesday, November 8th, of course, is our total lunar eclipse and is a total lunar eclipse. So that's going to be really fun to watch. I don't know what, I have to look up what part of the world it could be seen in. I, I forgot to check, but anyway, I can post that on the comment section below. But um, this is going to be interesting because it's exalted. The moon is exalted in Taurus, right? It's like really great place for the moon, but the moon's going offline, right? So it is the, um, you know, the earth's shadow will pass over the moon and make it look reddish, like a reddish brown. So the moon's offline. So, you know, there's this, and as that is happening, Mercury is in a Kazemi with the sun. It's within a minute of the sun. Mercury in that Kazemi. So that is the mind, our, our mind, our logical mind, our, um, you know, in the sign, of Kazemi with the sun, the Scorpio. So what deep penetrating insights does our divine self want to share with us. This is when we get a private audience around these things. Some what deep um, penetrating psychological insights, maybe it's revealing where there has been, um, you know, where we have polluted our minds uh, with, with thinking that is, you know, when talking about right use of will, like in Buddhism, you know, it's like, where have we been thinking in the wrong direction or the old patterns that need to be purged and, and so this is a really magical time, Mercury and Kazemi. Deep penetrating insights can come to us easily using this time, meditating, prayer, 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 using this really wisely. Um, as it's doing that, as Mercury is receiving its, you know, conversation with goddess, um, then there's also this, um, the, it's also opposing Mercury, Kazemi with the sun is in opposition to the um, the moon, right? The Uranus, right? In the opposition with Uranus. So again, bringing in that theme of, you know, what needs to be liberated around these topics? Where can we let go? And um, where can we sustain them? I'm hearing the word sustainably source ourselves. Certainly in the collective, you know, we think about planning and, you know, crops and the food supply, Venus and Taurus, uh, and Uranus, sorry, Uranus and Taurus uh, conjunct the moon. Maybe there's a sudden change in these things, an aha moment where we become enlightened around what feeds us, what kinds of, what, what things feed us metaphorically and spiritually, and also actual real world. Like, wow, we've been getting a lot of conversation out there around the food supply. I just saw an article about the Mississippi River is in a drought 
just like the West, that bar that the Army Corps of Engineers has to keep dredging, right? To to keep the barges from eight barges have have been uh, it gotten stuck, and so there's all this lack of water, right? South nodes eclipse in Scorpio, solar eclipse in Scorpio, right? Loss of water. Here it is, right? Um, and so these these changes they're calling us to look deeply at these things in in the collective and. Uh, it's it's time. It's like the old ways. Remember, I always said about eclipses in the other video. These falling away, and there's no going back. This is new, major change occurring, and we get to create. You know how how that's going to be. How what will it take to evolve us out of this wasteful society into something that's more regenerative and sustainable. Okay, so um, I would say too, on a yogic perspective, the, the lunar eclipse is like, <clears throat> you know, Mercury can, you think about the nervous system and the, and the light body and with Uranus, especially Uranus, the, the nervous system, light body and Mercury in the minds, so the mind and the body connection, <clears throat> the, you know, think about activation of that. There could be some outrageous, you know, event like a Kundalini awakening, um, when you think about the lunar rules, your physical body, right? In your material circumstances, your material realm, the realm of yourself as the embodied soul on earth. So lunar is the body, the home, uh, the mother, uh, how we mother ourselves. Um, I would say to nurturing and embodying. And again, that aspect, that wild card aspect of out of the box thinking. <clears throat> so yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, and Mercury really in the lungs. So using our lungs and doing some deep kundalini breathing and pranayama, that is really, really juicy with these uh, with these eclipses. Okay, so um, the other the other few things that are the major things for the rest of the month, I'm looking at. Um, you know, Venus will leave this in her exile. She will leave and come out into the world, gain a little dignity there. Um, Wednesday, November sixteenth. So. Um, that's when, you know, and it won't be until December where she's out of the beams of the sun. So she's still within the beams, but it's still so the the transformation may not be seen or really uh, integrated until such time, but it's starting to move. Um, then Saturday, November 19th is the uh, Mars retrograding coming back into that square with Neptune and Pisces. So we could be seeing, you know, that could cause a lot of confusion or lack of clarity around our communications. We're certainly, um, I would say of all the times in the next few months, March, I'm sorry, November 19th, and then around January, uh, when, um, when, Mars will be back in this position direct, but Mars will be back in that position again uh, come January. And uh, these two times are probably going to be the most uh, opportune for confusion and deception. And so this could be about we get in touch with our we deluding ourselves or where what attitudes and stories that we have around ourselves and our abilities and our goals and our ambitions. Where are we fooling ourselves? On the other hand, it's like, what is the ideal situation? What do we think that's impossible? But we we want to, um, you, allowing that Neptunian energy, the Piscean Neptune energy, uh, full of faith and hope, you know, that yes, we can change our mind, that yes, we can have these, uh, we can have mystical, deeply transcendent mystical experiences that change our direction in life. What flashed into my mind as I'm saying that is 
say it was some Bible story of like that. Was it Saul? Uh, Saul on the way to Damascus in the Old uh, Testament, and and then he had this like experience. It was probably a Kundalini awakening, but you know the nuns they didn't know about that. It's like, but Sister Mary Jarlith, what about the Kundalini awakening? Shut up! Don't look! Don't listen to that. <laughs> anyway i don't know whatever he had it was like the crown chakra sahasrara right blown open and he just saw everything differently so honestly i think that could be a really really juicy time we want to lean into that you know so that's just my opinion you can do everything you want you can stay confused or on a, a, a the individuated uh, person would see this as a grand opportunity to connect with these transcendent parts of ourselves and have that inform our goals and our, our ambitions. Uh, Tuesday, November 22nd, the sun goes into Sagittarius, so it leaves Scorpio, and it's ruled by Jupiter. Uh, the ruler of our Sag this year's Sag season is a is a retrograde Jupiter when it when it starts its ingress into Sag. So retrograde Jupiter coming, we're reviewing, you know, what is my truth? What is my highest truth? Um, myself as that, that great, you know, God conscious, Christ conscious, Buddha conscious being, um, how we, um, you know, how do we um, navigate that? Uh, there is looking at that big picture is certainly looking at that big picture is really, really uh, going to be loud for this uh, Sag season. Okay, you know, I'll talk more about that when it happens. But uh, interesting, because the very next day that uh, the sun enters Sag, the next day, Jupiter stations retrograde. So there's this coming, it's at that still point, and it's then starting to move forward. So bringing that optimism and bringing those newfound insights, prophecy, intuition is all very high. And those are conversations that Jupiter has, especially in Pisces, and then it's going direct. So maybe it's about, oh, thank you. That was that was the universe saying, yeah. <laughs> jing, jing, pay attention, bringing them out into the world again. Uh, now that it's going direct, in direct motion. All right, uh, Wednesday, November 23rd. Is that like the day before Thanksgiving? I don't remember, but the new moon is in Sagittarius. So, you know, right away, we sun enters, the host goes direct and we have a new moon. So there's a lot of excitement around that time, you know, especially when a major planet stations direct is always, it always kicks up a lot of, a lot of uh, important stuff where that is in your chart is where you'll be discovering, you know, truths about yourself and um, revelations and, and such. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, new opportunities, ideal opportunities, you know, presenting themselves, moving forward. So uh, we have the new moon in Sag, it'll be one degree of Sagittarius. Then Wednesday at the same day, you know, as it's, like I said, as it's um, a few, like a six hours after that, the sun, you know, Jupiter will station direct. So a lot of cool stuff around Thanksgiving there. Um, with that opportunity. Um, then on um, November 28th, closing out the month, the other major conversation I want to have with you today is a Mars trining Saturn. So Mars um, in retrograde, right? And, and it's going backwards and it's lining up in a nice trine with Saturn. And so that you could say is like, you know, cold, the cold logic uh, the the cold logical patient wise mentor that Saturn represents is a cold logical air <laughs> blowing onto the hot out of bounds retrograde air 
uh, uh, Mars and Gemini. So maybe it's like, dude, I know you're, you're all over the place. You're over caffeinated for a few months. And <laughs> oh, there it is again. Ding, ding. Uh, yeah. Like cool your jets and let's, um, as, and, and you know, it's like kind of like Saturn feeling, oh gosh, I'm sorry that you can't figure things out or you're, or you're trying on a lot of things, but it's like, just remember whatever you're trying on, try to think about the future, you know, try to take us with you on that journey and let us give you some of our experience, like a wise mint. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Third time's a charm. <laughs> let us give you some, it's like the wise mentor that says, okay, buddy boy, let me, let me tell you, I've been there and I know what that's like. And, you know, like the wise person, the wise grandfather or grandmother and says, let me, let me help you out with that. Uh, let me help you sort things out and um, be logical about this and, you know, offering that. So it's a, it's a nice uh, place to get some, you know, like a little respite, you could say. All right. So that's really all I want to talk about for the overall major transits for November. And again, I will break the each week down with uh, some more transits that I that are not as hugely critical, but that um, but will certainly, you know, color the month. So anyway, I hope you have enjoyed this. And um, I uh, wish you all a wonderful, wonderful, transformative month of November. And um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe if you haven't already. Um, we are always so grateful for that. And I love to hear what do you, what do you want to do with this? How are you guys doing with this eclipse season? Um, leave your comments below and uh, we will see you next time. Thank you so very much. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Namaste.